modern black man podcast of self-worship and it sounds like it's going down a dangerous path are you seeing something in our youth where you feel that uh self-worship uh is problematic or it's uh it may be indoctrinated in our youth at some point uh, are you making an argument about uh something there um to be perfectly honest not in my youth um i would probably say in the youth today um what I have seen is the majority of those individuals that, I, I mean, if I just have to give a number, put a number to it, I'd probably say anybody under the age of, say, 35, uh, maybe even 25, depending on, you know, your where you're from and who you deal with on a daily, daily basis. But we have, we have a, a, really a, a really strong lack of uh, self-awareness um, and even uh, spirituality to the point where we're just we're not if, if we're not creating it ourselves we're just taking whatever we hear first and it because it, because it sounds good um, mm. because it because it's, it makes me comfortable um, so you're talking about points of self-identification uh, where maybe we can develop unhealthy associations, attaching ourselves to culture that we aren't a, a part of. Exactly. Um, for an example, um, I, me and you talked um, yesterday a little bit about um, the symbol, the, the, the ox symbol. Um, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, it's spelled A-N-H-K, the onk. I thought it's spelled with a U. Uh, <laughs> does anybody know what an onk is? Y'all know what an onk is, right? It stands for eternal life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so, so that's absolutely correct. So essentially, the uh, the Ankh is an Egyptian hieroglyphic symbol for life and eternity, and is often referred to um, as the original cross, where re uh, where it represents the unity between male and female. Um, what, what 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 becomes a problem is how it became related to. African American culture versus its original purpose or its use. So, without me going into a long dialogue about uh, about it, because it's, it has a lot of history to it, but um, essentially, you know, the loop obviously represents the the womb of the woman, and the vertical line at the bottom represents the male genital, um, and then. What's, what's funny to me about it is if anyone that was paying attention to it when they had bought it, I wanted to, and they could have just turned on YouTube to find that. Um, I've seen a lot of videos in reference to it. I've, I've, I've seen a couple of books in reference to it. But essentially, uh, Egyptian monarchy and the hieroglyphics would, would wear it. Egyptian monarchy and Egyptian gods would, would not wear it, excuse me, they would hold them. Um, and essentially, it, it, it symbolized that they weren't mere mortals, um, and that uh, whoever had it um, it, just, it, it bestowed immortality and to anyone that possessed it. I um, I listened to a a former witch. She um, she identified it as an emblem. I'm going to read this. It says an emblem to identify the wearer as worshiper of the sun god Ra, a seeker of the Satanic belief, and one who practices the worship to the unknown gods of the supernatural, 
where now is the sun god works. It's starting to make more sense yeah, now. Works too. So you think that they're endorsing Satanism? I well, honestly, I think that they don't know what they're doing. They just do it because everybody else is doing it. For instance, um, I've seen pictures of Beyonce wearing. I've seen pictures of Beyonce wearing. Um, or I mean, to get away from just that symbol, you know, you got the rock. I mean, you throw up the rock. You know, you got people throwing their threes when they um when they when they when they, when they make a three on, on a basketball court. You know what I'm saying? Or I mean, all of these different symbols, uh, or or you know the the, the Texas symbol. You know that the uh, I think it's the uh, University of Texas. Uh, uh, help me out with that. You, you know what I'm talking about? They got the the, the horn. The, 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 um, yeah, Longhorn, Texas, Texas University, of Texas yeah. Longhorn. All, awesome all of these Texas. different symbols. Sixth Street, it goes right, down. Right, right. All these different symbols that you know we're using, and not just our culture, but a lot of cultures use those symbols. But I was just you know, specifically talking about a lot of symbols that we use, but we don't know why we use them. And essentially, it's like we're trying to adopt our own, so we can say we have our own. But in the process, we're we're tapping into something that we don't want to involve ourselves in, which is essentially paganism. That's unfair, though. This culture was established thousands of years before the pagans. They're Europeans. Two thousand years later, these are beautiful. I mean, these are these are indigenous African people uh, with their own religion, uh, uh, government, uh, uh, science, medicine, uh, banking institutions, finance, everything that we do now. But none of the. Uh, Wi-Fi oh, no, no, no. or Bluetooth. Are you saying that paganism didn't start until when? I'm not 100% sure, so don't uh, misquote me. I'm just saying, isn't this a culture that predates paganism? No, These are, it, it this, this was before. Paganism would be any form of worship or religion. I need a fact check. Maybe I'll get my laptop yeah, out. Paganism would be any form of religion or worship. Well, paganism is the fourth century Christian. So this is way after Ptolemy. This is Nefertiti, Cleopatra. This is thousands later in different people, different part of the world. So everything they would adopt the society that predates them had to have introduced them to it because nothing new was under that sun god that wasn't done then in that day. That makes sense. That's good. That's really good. It makes sense for what I'm saying. Does it matter the time it's I don't know who's got static in the line, but uh, say that one more. I, uh, my question was: Does does paganism have to have a date on it to same definition? To to have paganism doesn't have to have a date on it. No, it doesn't have to have a date. Okay. On it. Uh, the idea, the concept, wasn't created until the fourth century uh, by early Christians. That was well, impossible. That 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 that. that. In the Roman Empire, close to that's dangerously close to 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 to. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna just say what it is. It was the Greco Roman, but it's the gay one. That's the same one from But if if you just interject real uh-huh. quick, if um we're trying to establish the difference between 
self-appreciation versus self-worship. If you look at it, it doesn't matter what time period that you want to discuss. Self-appreciation has, in my opinion, has always been the same. True. Like if you talk about the Roman gods, they had slaves and they had people uh, washing their feet. Self-appreciation, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So, so, so I, I think that we need to be more specific in terms of the conversation to kind of identify one versus the other and give the definitions, and then we can have some true dialogue. That, that, that's just my stance. Say that I last just, part one more time. I was just saying that's just my stance to kind of get some definitions of, of yeah, of the self-appreciation versus um, self-worship to have some true dialogue. Yeah, but do that. So self-worship is going to be defined fairly as as what? Is it extravagant I, adoration for or devotion to believing? Um, one to be well, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say this is my definition, but the definition that I am going to, I, I would say that I would lean more to, is the the the, def, the true definition of self worship is is me putting myself before my Creator and saying that I am a God, which I have which I have heard you say in today's day that I. We, we are all gods. I'm sure somebody besides myself and his parents heard kids say that these days. And, and, I, dis and I disagree with that because I, I appreciate myself. Uh, however, I understand that I come from a different being and there's a higher power that I believe in. And that's my, my God and Savior. But... But I also understand that my body is a temple. And based on that temple, I'm going to appreciate my body and do that. That's why I work out. You know, that's why I eat right. So in my opinion, that's, that's self-appreciation. Right. And not to say that I'm above anybody else. I'm above God. None of that. You know, so I think all of that, it's a specific, mind, a specific mindset in terms of how you categorize self-appreciation like like may i interject really quickly okay so i'm listening and i hear self-appreciation self-worshiping i have never heard these terms until today i just thought that this was something that people are supposed to do. You're supposed to appreciate yourself. You shouldn't think of yourself, you know, as a God, but you should think highly of yourself. And I think it's, I looked up the definition. It says something about, you know, with the trend that's happening with young adults where they're taking pictures of themselves. And they're, I guess doing other things and it seemed to be like a self-worship but i think hello i'm here i'm here oh i'm sorry it's static in the back i think that's okay Fisher. well someone's walking but please uh i was definitely listening to you this is the first time you've been equated with these terms um self-worth yeah. self-appreciation self-worship 
Um, we mm-hmm. we try to teach young adults to love themselves, care about themselves. And when we have, you know, kids that don't care about themselves, but now we're focusing on kids that care too much about themselves. Is it really a thing as caring too much or appreciating yourself too much? Well, I we mean, go I think from... if, the, if the words are, if, if, depending on, on how you ask that question. So you said the word care. Absolutely not. There's no, there should be no limit to the care you put into yourself. And to highlight uh, what, um, what was said a minute ago, I, I think it's, it's, it's perfectly smart to, to appreciate yourself and appreciate life because you can't give it to yourself because you can't actually create life. You, you can help procreate, but you can't. I know nobody on this panel can sit down and say, okay, here, let me just make a person real quick and do it. So yes, the appreciation of life is not necessarily what I'm discussing, but like I said um, in, the, um, in the forum uh, questionnaire is that I feel that we say one thing and then many times do another. So in reference to the, the worship part, uh it, it's 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 kind of based on how you interpret it me personally when i look at someone that that uh that is that spends so much time on instagram they spend let's just say hypothetically speaking they spend you know 18 hours in a day just perfecting a picture pictures like say 17 18 pictures that they've taken today just so that they can get their likes up so people can see them. Um, and if you try to, you know, kind of read into the mind of the person that is doing that rather than the person that just, you know, they just, they put, they post what they do. But a person that, you know, is literally trying to get that, that love back from others, that, that, that feeling of, I, I really don't know the feeling that they're, what they're obviously looking for. I never actually tried, but that whatever it is that they're looking for when they put 17, 18 pictures in a day and their, their goal is just to, to, to gather in people for, to see me, to see me. Now, but I mean, I, I have something else that I say. I want to see if anybody wants to comment to that before I go. I, I, oh, I would oh. love the comment. And let me, this is <laughs> my final co-host. Um, the the one the only uh, beautiful person inside and out, great perspective, and we love that voice. Miss um, Tiffany, please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Tiffany Porter here. So I just want to jump in and say it's funny that you say that because if you listen to the podcast that we did um, a couple of days ago, that's, it, it kind of talks about the same thing. So you're saying your perception and your interpretation of someone who is using social media um, and they're posting pictures, 17, 20, whatever you might feel is in excess. Um, why is it that your interpretation, your mindset is that that person is looking for something outside of maybe just being bored or maybe they're just an overachiever and they just like to get the best of whatever they do. So they might keep putting up pictures because they're striving for their own perfection, not so much for anybody to... Um, say anything about it or looking for someone to give them likes but that's just the nature of it so it's hard to kind of um deflect what you might feel they're doing to you it might seem like oh it's a cry for desperation or or they're they are they are thinking too highly of themselves but you don't know if that person is just bored or they can have a little bit of ocd 
to where they're mm-hmm. just doing things in excess. So it's yeah. all about the perspective that I think your mindset is um, when you interpret what people are doing, because not everybody and everything is what it seems. I see. I see. I mean, there's a couple of insertions in there, but I, I think the question that you were trying to, you were wanting to ask me is what my interpretation of it is, our perspective of it is. Um, essentially, I'd like, what, what to ask you is your second question. I, I, maybe they do have OCD. I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't know what their mindset is. I don't. But in all, actually, to be, to be frank, when, when man was made, and made in God's image, the, the, the goal was for God to see himself in mankind. Mm-hmm. So with, with, that mind, with that mindset of him and being able to glorify himself by making copies of himself, copy for one, copy for one, copy for one, copy, he's able to see his, his glorification on earth. Um, there in mind why we, why we procreate. That, that's the, the perfect reason but, for it. But you, but the goal you do that, understand I'm I'm sorry not to cut you off, but you do understand the biblical aspect of that is he wants to see himself through our actions. Yes, in ourselves physically, but it's more so in our works oh, well, for us that, to be Christ like in that, how that, we that, treat that, that one would, another. So I think that's kind of apples and oranges, but I do get what you're saying. And please excuse me. I'm just a little, you know, Pentecostal girl over here with PK. But when he says that we are of him and we should strive to be like him, he's more so talking about in our actions and our mindset and in our hearts, because we are a flesh and our human nature is to do things that go against God's will. Amen. That is true. That, that is that is true that we are, are that's our human nature because we were born in the same shape as Nikki. But the but the problem but, but the problem with that insertion is just simply that for the purpose the purpose itself is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about what we ended up doing because I mean if 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 I put up a picture and and my goal was just to show off what I did at the gym today. However, it is taking it out, out of context and done something else with it. That would be how I relate that to what man did with his time, his, his time on earth. I am simply just talking about the, the, the purpose of me glorifying myself by, by me putting myself above or in front of everything. <laughs> in front of everyone. I, I think that is subject to kind of, I just I can I, I see what you're trying to say, but I just don't agree with the way that you're saying it because mm-hmm. I think if I am someone who is striving to uh greatness within self, whether I put up a, a picture of my progress in the gym and I'm losing and I'm excited and I post that, I'm not necessarily looking for um to, to think or put myself on a pedestal, I just would like to kind of showcase the accomplishments because through my works, that might be the motivation to someone else who needs the push mm-hmm. to get there, to make it happen. So it's not so much about the test, it's the testimony of whatever it is. So mm-hmm. it's not so much to say, well, look at me, you know, I did it and I'm in a gym and I'm a gym rat and this is what I do, but that might be the motivation. So it's back to my original saying is, it's also the interpretation in your mindset of how you interpret what comes to you because I kind of think differently and I always find a silver lining in everything. So mm-hmm. I don't come with a negative connotation right off the bat. Uh, right. If, so you're, this- if you're 
Sorry, Go if ahead. you're posting, if you're posting something to demoralize somebody else, that's when it becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that our society has changed significantly. There's no difference than what what people are doing now than what people were doing back mm-hmm. in the '80s. People were using Polaroids, mm-hmm. you know, those little Kodak um, pictures, and taking multiple pictures. The difference now is just now in your face, mm-hmm. and you have YouTube, you have every every other platform platform that people can go and see those pictures but i guarantee like if you go back into the 80s and 90s people had thousands and thousands of self polaroid pictures that they took of themselves there's no difference you know it's just that society has adjusted and we're using technology more but again it's about as somebody stated is your action and your character that is what is important and most important is your heart how is your heart being reflected how are you treating others that's the that's the bottom line. I see. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I like that. Ma'am, I, 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 did anybody else want to jump in? Because I want to be. No, I mean, okay. I think we're having a good um, conversation for sure. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I will. I will submit to that. That 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 mode of logic. You know that that time tested. You know we've done the same thing for years. Um, my main concern, my main concern is the difference between what is going on now versus what may have been going on in the 80s, which um, in relation to, you know, self-theology or me saying that um, because I, I mean, because I, when, I, when I made that thought, I had a lot of different things going on in my mind. I, but one of them definitely wasn't uh, social media. It just, you know, it kind of came up in conversation. But, it, you know, it all makes sense in the, in the general scope. My main um, thought process kind of stemmed from what I was, what I've been seeing or what I've been hearing from, from young adults, you know, when they refer to themselves as a God. Or when they say, um, you know, I come is that from, a widespread problem? Do you think that that's prevalent in our culture? I I, I, I do. I mean, I've I've seen mm-hmm. it quite like much. You know, what I mean, even when I was working over at the at the uh, center, I mean, I used to talk to kids all the time that said that you know that the, the you know that they don't believe in a god. We I think we're almost I think we're all gods. Uh, <laughs> I, I also I've also heard that you know I mean, like you know I've probably been hearing this all my life. That you know we all come from kings and, and you know we're all kings in our, in our na- native uh, country. And I mean, anybody knows that's just not how the monarchy works. <laughs> so I mean, well, I I would like to. But say, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I would like to interject really quickly. Um, <laughs> well, one, I I for one work with youth, and I've never heard youth necessarily call themselves a god. I have heard them say things about God, but I've never heard them say that. Um, and also, I mean, that may be their perspective, and that may be their viewpoint. You know, a lot of times we work with youth that say different things. And at one point, we were youth, and we were growing up, and we were learning, and we all had our faces. And I think everybody's entitled to that. Um, again, I don't think it's okay for them to think that they're a God, but if that's something that they do to get them through, for me, that's fine. So how long, how long well, should we wait? Should we wait? 
Well, let me, if I can just add, some, well, not really add, let me just say this. Um, God, there's, there's one, right? And I think people that do not know him tend to try and find other things or other beings to make themselves feel good or be part of something. That's the first thing. The second thing, I don't think that there's anything wrong with somebody calling themselves a king or a queen. Again, if it's something to motivate them and feel good about themselves. And it also goes back to teaching. It also goes back to who is pouring into those individuals and planting a seed to help them nurture and grow. And so as people begin to kind of move forward in their life they have to be individuals that's going to pour the right things into them and if you look at if you look at society again there are tv shows there's movies that talk about these certain things and our kids they develop based on what they see and and our movies are detrimental to their thought process. So they see things where movies are talking about God. So that's where they're getting it from. I, I'm, I'm assuming that's where they're getting it from. They may get it from some people in their circle, or maybe their family or friends. But from, from my perspective, that's what I believe that they're getting it from. But I don't think that there's anyone, uh, anything wrong with somebody saying, hey, you know, I'm striving to be a king. I want to be a king. You're a king. And I think that people... Um, public speakers have used that to motivate uh, youth today, you know, because again, you're trying to relate to something, but I, I don't, I don't agree with, you know, saying that you're a God. If that's the case, I, I've also never heard a, a, a youth say I'm a God. You know, I think that in some perspective, um, youth today kind of have some type of respect, you know, um, in terms of the, the higher being the higher power, but I, I've never heard it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think. I, I can't get in on that because I've heard it. But I mean, if I'm in a certain extent, that's that's great. Come closer to the phone. Um, but what I, I will say is that, I, I mean, I, I've seen it and I've heard it. Um, I've, talked to, I've talked to students. I've talked to, to young adults. And, you know, they all seem to, now Josh, I'm going to rephrase that. Many of them seem to have the same sort of mindset where because I don't know I, I, I'll create um, right and but my, 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 my basic issue with that is the fact that you know those of us that evangelize those of us that witness those of us that are, are willing to speak for, for, for Christ you know we, we tend to just allow them to just come up on their own and then we have to deal with a grown up that for the last 10 to 15 years has just been allowed to develop on their own. Now, I agree totally with you, Sam, when you said that, you know, we, we have to be, you know, willing. It depends on who they're around and who depends on, you know, who, who's there to motivate them. If we're there to motivate them, then, then that, that's great. But what about that, that, that select few that you guys haven't spoken to that I've heard from that have these thoughts and these beliefs? That's, that, that's the ones I'm concerned with because... Well, well, religion, the, the, the teaching of religion has changed now. I don't think that we really drive home how to be a believer. 
and you know you can be religious but <laughs> not necessarily right. be a christian that's, that's that true. you know and so and so i think that we are we are teaching people may not be teaching people the the right things in a holistic way and so if we're talking about worship right um really having a relationship with christ is the worship just like you're having a, a relationship with a loved one you have in order to for you to connect with them you have to have a relationship and so if you don't know him how are you going to worship how are you going to have self-worship if you don't know him and you know him based on your belief based on your faith and not and based on what people have actually taught you and and your own experiences and so if you're missing those things you're going to have a false sense of what religion worship or self-appreciation right is. and that's where i think that's where that's where i think a lot of youth has fallen to, is that, that because of the lack of knowledge the lack of um i like the word use the word no to know christ um and i guess the, the hebrew uh translation for 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 no is experience and to experience Christ is, is something that you know it's kind of hard to explain unless you know it's real but my, i think my, the power of christ and, and and everything that comes with that can come from positive relationships. I think uh, Porter chimed in with a really important uh, bit when she said that it's our walking through the world. I think that uh, Red had a good point when he was talking about uh, leadership, uh, talking about cultivating an environment that allows for us to secure our young people to where they don't go towards these delusions or uh, maybe some of these these poor decisions. Um, do you feel that as men we have enough opportunity to? You kind of broke up there, Brian. Sorry about the um, the psychopath. It's calling me. Um, do you think? Um, you're on a podcast. Don't do that. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Do we do we have enough opportunities to cultivate that environment? Tiffany, do you want to chime in on that before? And I apologize. Anybody Cut out again. I'll say that one. Well, well, mm-hmm. well. I mean, I don't think I don't think just as men. I, I mean, men and women have an opportunity to to, to do that. I, I mean, it, it's it's not just a man's place to 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 tell about his experiences. So it's not. I should say it's not only our place. Um, at least not biblically. Because, I mean, if the woman at the well told she left to go tell about a man that she had met, you know, when she had met Christ, obviously, if that was worth recording, that means that, that, that you know, God isn't sexist. So mm. <laughs> I, I would, I would prefer that, you know, men and women, you know, take part. And I do see that. I see, I see women evangelizing and men evangelizing. But my, I guess my overall, uh, hopefully, goal and take from this 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 talk is that we don't allow young individuals to create their own way of living until things hit rock bottom or until um, I decide that I want to try something that y'all are doing. Um, I think it's because if I know, if I, well, hold on, hold on. If I let me finish. If I know the truth. You know what I'm saying? If I know two plus two is four and we're sitting in the class and I see you put down eight every time it brings up two plus two, I just say something to you. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Cause you're going to continuously get, you know, a bad grade on that test. If I'm sitting there just watching you get the, te- the answers wrong. Uh, but I mean, I get, maybe that's a call to, to, to every Christian for what we do and our, how often. But men don't do, but, but men, but men holistically don't do that because we're too cool exactly. for school. So if you, so if you talk about the difference between a man and a woman, a, a woman is going to really go down and dirty and really give you some guidance, perspective, encouragement. A guy's going to be like, yo bro, this is what you should do and, and move on. If you ask a guy to pray, right? The, the prayer is very different than if you ask a woman to pray. And just that's exactly why there's so many more women in church than there is men. Because, again, we have this thing that we can't be vulnerable. Like, do, do you do you in, in, in theory, when you talk about, you know, stand up and you talk about, you know, happy feet and you get the you get the vibe. Right. You you mainly see women do that, you know, mm-hmm. running around the church running around, whatever, taking their shoes off, you know what I mean, and screaming. Expecting like, you go to a men's, you, you go to a, man, a men's conference, right? It takes a while for you to get the, uh, the brothers to be like, yo, you know, to open up. That's just who we are. And, and, and I'm not saying that's right, but those are the things that we need to change as adults, males, that we can showcase the younger um, individuals coming up, and 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 we 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 are the ones that have to make the adjustment, not necessarily right. the women. I mean, the Bible the Bible is pretty clear on this: to train up a child in the way they should go, and you know, when they are, they will not depart. I mean, it's clear. I mean, but it doesn't. My my whole thing is that the, the the start process. It doesn't start when a person turns twenty five. us starting when they're in their youth helps to prevent these questions that I have as to why, why I'm seeing what I'm seeing. And though I might, I'm, 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 though I know I'm not in a, Look at this. I'm not in a, there's a, it's a lot of people that have, you know, brought up what I'm bringing up. Like, it's just cause I've I'm, seen it uh, via, via YouTube and, and, you know, experience dealing with, with me. I, I just, I, I wonder where they get it from. I had a, I had a friend that um, was in the army with me. When I when I served back back in two thousand, I want to say nine when I met this guy, I back, met him back in two thousand nine. He was just a regular guy, you know, he was just doing regular things. Just um, that. Around about two thousand seventeen, when I you know ran into him again after we're both out the military. Now all of a sudden, you know, he has this new totally new theology to to speak of, and you know this is. Those are the type of things he was telling me. How he's he knows for a fact that the Bible speaks that we are gods and so on and so forth, this, that, and third. And I, I I couldn't stand it. And I mean, I knew it was bad theology. So you know, as me and him went back, you know, hold on with that thought. I, right. I want uh, I want Tiffany to share uh, something with us. Porter, please. Well, I think she might be away from the mic, but uh, continue your thoughts. Oh, thank you. If you don't, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, essentially, the, the, the question is, is, you know, I know, I mean, I, I don't have to question where it came from. I know it's a, it's a, a Satan, you know, drive on human, the human race to, to, to get their mind. Well, I, I, I think my, my main issue is the fact that it, it occurs 
and it's occurring presently in our community. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, because you know, I guess I'm because I'm part of this community. I feel like talk about it because it's, it it is all seeing it, not all hearing it. Well, um, well, I'll I'll say this. This is something that I learned. Uh, you know, when I was a little bit younger is that if you create activities inside of the church for the youth, they will come. Either they will come or their parents will make them come. Um, I was in the church at least four times a week. And sometimes it wasn't willingly, of course, but sometimes I actually enjoyed going. And if you make that atmosphere open, warm, um, comfortable, then you get a chance to allow your your young adults or, uh, you know, the kids to make decisions on whether they want to get closer to God right right there. You know, even if it's small steps, you know, that's something you're putting them in the right direction as to where they need to go. And and I, I think that's a great point because when I was younger, you know, I don't think I really shared this openly. I used to be an altar boy. I hated every minute of it. Right. I couldn't stand it. Um, but I did it because, you know, my mom was like, you know, you're going to be an altar boy. I went to Catholic school, all of those things. Then I um, changed to become um, Baptist. And then I left I left the church, you know, because I was just like um, my mom really wanted me to be be in the church. You know, I don't want to be in the church. And then I ran the streets. Right. And then after a while to go back to um, uh, Mr. Fisher's point. Right. I had to, once I was, I was punched in the face a few times, I realized that I needed to come back to my Lord and Savior. Um, however, it was my decision to come back based on years of planting the seed. And I think for us as Christians, our job is to, like, like the Bible said, we're supposed to salt, we're supposed to salt mm-hmm. the earth, right? Um, it, it's it's important for us to do that, but there are some um, poor mm-hmm. teaching out here, and giving some false messages. You know, talking about the false witnesses, they're they're out there, and it's our job to provide the right context to certain things. And to to be very frank, everyone everyone on this panel probably mm-hmm. has read the Bible, and and certain mm-hmm. things you don't understand, right? And you come up with your own interpretation right. of that scripture. We don't necessarily know that it's right. And it's for us to have dialogue with each other. And not only just the people that are on your own religion or your own faith, but people outside of that. Because, again, we have one God. Right. And so it's important for us to be able to share perspectives from everyone from different faiths and different practices to learn from each other. But it's important for us to provide the proper perspective to everyone around us. Okay. Can you all hear me now? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So sorry about that. Um, somehow I could hear you, but I couldn't speak. But I wanted to jump in and say um, that, um, Red, you really spoke on what I wanted to say but I really feel that what we tend to forget is that when we talk about going back to when we were talking about the relationship 
with God, that relationship to be in, um, relate to have a relationship and going back to the Greek, not Greek teaching, but the Hebrew teaching is that relation is to be within right standing. So in order to stand with God, to walk with God, one has to have that spiritual connection. And I think that's the difference between being religious and spiritual. Mm. And it's a, it's a difference once you're able to separate the two, because there are a lot of people that are very religious. They go to Bible study on Wednesdays, they go to church on Sundays. And in between that, it's kind of like business as usual for them. But there might be some that are more spiritual that are really seeking God, having that relationship in prayer, studying the word. The big part about the studying piece is you got to study to show yourself approved. So even when you do come into the a company of people that you know, it, it conflicts with what you know that you read and what you understood it to be. It doesn't take someone who is a um, professor or whoever, a high scholar in the word of God. If, if you know it doesn't sit right within your spirit, and this is where I think a lot of our people would just go with the flow of what that feel-good message, right? So we have those kind of preachers that are kind of the feel-good, like the Joe Alstein. Like, you're always going to get a blessing, 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 coming, coming, coming. But me coming from a Pentecostal background, um, that's cute. But let's really get to the meat of it. And I understand that there's different levels to it. Like some people are babes in Christ where they need those feel good messages because it's, it's, they're, they're just getting a, acquaintance with him. But as your walk increases, so should the um, teaching. Um, so I just think it's just a lot of different levels to it. It's just not just the same thing on the surface. And I heard a lot of people say a lot of different things, but I think it just, you, you have to meet people where they are. You, you have to allow them to digest what they're able to digest at the time. And I think a lot of religious people lose a lot of unbelievers due to the fact that they try to give them the meat and potatoes before they are ready for, you know, when, when too soon help, yeah. when they need milk. Right. And then it kind of turns them away because they're like, oh, no, yeah, I tried church. And oh, no, you know, that, that's not for me. And oftentimes more religious people will just want to to the what's right and what's wrong even though we're not supposed to be judgmental you know like I, mm -hmm. I've heard people say that because of certain lifestyle choices they choose not to open the doors of their church to certain people that live certain lifestyles well that's crazy to me because I am a believer that God is for all you know and a lot of people fail to realize that God loves the sinner but he hates the sin and that's the difference between the two. But sometimes we try to clean the fish before we can catch the fish. And that's the disconnect. And, and we, as you know, it is our call as all Christians to evangelize. But sometimes if you really have not um, had the, um, the empathy to empathize with people, um, like, for instance, if I'm a young single mother coming to a church, that is very religious and I might have, you know, kids out of wedlock. Don't shun me because my lifestyle is different or because I'm still struggling with fornication or because I still smoke weed or whatever, you know, just nurture me, feed me. Don't shun me away because that's going to take, take me further away from it. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's just a, a balance to it. And, and honestly, everybody, um, even though we are all called, to witness and bear witness to spread, you know, the gospel. But I think a lot of people turn, they, they, they turn a lot of people away. 
due to the fact that they really don't know how to do it properly in a Mm -hmm. loving, non-judgmental way. Yeah, I think I think that was really uh, well put, um, Porter. And I do want to say that even though you do you do have very few churches that I've come in contact with, and I will say this in Prince George's County, there are a lot of really good right. churches. So there are really, really a lot of good churches, and they make it comfortable for people to come to. And I think we're getting to a point where it's starting to change a little bit. I will say that because I think a lot of people have spoken out about the same thing that Tiffany just said. So I do see it getting better. Um, I hope that it continues to make uh, the youth or even everybody feel comfortable. I want to um, talk about that. Though. I want to talk about um, youth and faith, young people uh, in 2020 right now, the challenges, the lifestyle that this group faces, because that's really the issue that the population we're talking about. Right, yeah. right, right. My, um, well, I'll, I'll say this. For young people, uh, it's really hard out here, you know, and I, I feel like at one point I was young and I used to go through my own little phase and I know adults would say things like, you know, you don't know, you're just a child, you're, you don't know anything yet. But it really is hard for some of the young adults looking at all of the stuff that's currently going on you know, you have a, a young man in Georgia who was just shot. A lot of children or a lot of young adults have these moments where they feel like, what is it worth? How can they have faith during a time like this? So we just have to make sure we continuously are encouraging them um, because the same things that we feel sometimes are the same things that they feel, even if they're younger than us. So we have to be a little bit open-minded when it comes to them. I can't hear you. Come on, the phone. It's the static. Can you hear me now? Yes. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I was saying that's beautifully put. Um, I has anybody ever seen a sale happen? Like you know, like you you go to a store and there's an amazing sale, and let's say it's fifty percent off. Now after you had bought all you could. You know, um, did you went, you know, you got, got on the phone, kind of called your cousin. Oh, I'm going to let you know it's a sale over at uh, J.C. Pinkins. You might want to go on. Anybody ever did that? I didn't buy the I... Donald Trump shirts when they were on sale. <laughs> but I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> um, the, re- the, the reason why I say that is because I, I think the problem with uh, how the how many people did or do evangelize has gotten to the point where they're getting to a person and they start with the conviction before they start with the praise. Um, and I, when I, when I, when I say that, person, they start with the, say that one more time. They, 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 they immediately go into convicting the person without the praise. And, with, 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 and they, they brought no sense of praise with them. Mm-hmm. My problem, my, my basic issue with that is, you know, that person that saw the sale that went to the sale and they bought out, they could, they was excited, you know, say, Oh man, you got to go over there. Man, they got to, they got three, three for one, three for one right now. I mean, you get your, get everything for twenty dollars, blah blah blah. But they don't do that with Christ. You know what I'm saying? You're not happy to tell them about it because I mean, when 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 the original when the original uh, disciples when they had went out, they were so excited. Paul was excited to talk about what he what, 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 what he saw. 
What are you experiencing? Paul was murdering those same people at the beginning of the book. I was just about to say, yeah. I said Paul convicting them because he was one of them. And that's the way it usually works. You know, it's a powerful testimony. Okay, go. Okay, he said he meant he meant Peter. He meant Peter because I was about to get him too. I'm sorry. Okay, so Peter, yeah. Let's talk about Peter. I said original disciples. Peter and they were they they were they were very excited about who they witnessed before he left. They were they was excited to talk about those five hundred males that you know he had talked to before he left. They was excited to talk about the fact that they saw the holes in his hands. They was excited to talk about these things. And upon Paul's uh, transformation, upon his, his reception of Christ, when he finally came to and he could see again, his excitement changed. But those letters that we read, those, 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 those stories that we, that we read, they were about, you know, excited people that had, a, had something to talk about. That's something they couldn't help but to talk about. It wasn't just to come up and tell you, you need to stop smoking. Oh, you need to, you, you, you know, man, and you, you ain't supposed to be with him because that's not how, I mean, that's, that's something that you, like she said, you know, that's the meat and potatoes prior to the milk. And um, my, my main, my I, main purpose, oh. I'm sorry. Definitely make her point. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Can I say something? I'm sorry. So I got excited with hearing what you said. So the thing is, is that I'm glad that you did. I see what you're saying, but I'm glad that you did bring up um, Paul because this is a great example of someone who was a pure, a, a prosecutor of believers in Christ, right. right? But for him to go through what he went through, the now he's a believer. So he now has that burning inside of him that it's like, it's kind of like, kind of like that product, right? Right. We all know the the truth with marketing that you know, uh, uh, someone who's happy about a product or they see the results, they're going to tell more exactly. people about it due to the fact that it's like, oh, I know it works for me. Well, it's the same thing with this walk, right? That's why you have to be very careful with the type of people in the type of ministry that you choose to go into when you're out there evangelizing. Because I wouldn't be necessarily the best person to go into a prison ministry and try to give these people words of encouragement because I've never walked that walk. But I can go into the the, the women's shelter and speak with a group of, of women who have been, you know, you know, um, abused and hurt because that was my um, story. So the thing is, is that oftentimes, who are you going to believe more? If I have somebody that's been strung out on crack cocaine for majority of their life, I would be more willing to be subjected to the message of someone who God has cleaned up, who used to live that lifestyle, that knows what I'm going through at that mm-hmm. moment, dealing with the demons that I'm battling versus somebody that's up there with all these degrees that's never gotten into no trouble. Mm-hmm. It's just a different experience. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like, I feel like you have to be very strategic in what you're saying. So it's not so much of the feel good message or they're just happy because they're happy. No, you can't relate to me about an abusive relationship until you've walked that walk. Mm-hmm. I can't relate to somebody that maybe was a drug abuser, but that's why we have to network because within the body of Christ, we we are um, mighty when we come mm-hmm. together. You know what I'm saying? So what what my te- and this is the importance of sharing it. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Write, write, the, write this I'm down. Sorry. I'm going <laughs> to drop the mic for you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying that's the importance of showing, you know, not being afraid to tell the good work that what God has done for you because you never know who you're setting free through what he has done for you. Now, that same testimony might not mm-hmm. resonate with the next person because that might not be their struggle. Tell me how to put this crack pipe down. Tell me somebody who's walked this walk that knows how, how it feels to forsake your kids and everything you love and your job to go roam the streets and sell your body. So it's just different. It's just different. There's Absolutely. no testimony mm-hmm. without a test. And I, I think those are all good points. I appreciate you guys coming together and um, all the points that have been made. I think we had a really good conversation. Absolutely. Um, I just, I hope that, um, uh, and this know, is great. All... Yeah, this is, really <laughs> this is great. This is way better than talking about myself. This is oh, all the time. <laughs> I've always said that about you. <laughs> <laughs> so that means that we definitely have to come back, uh, for another episode, um, in the near future. Um, if anybody has any social media or any projects that they want to drop, um, uh, go ahead and let's, uh, if anybody has anything to share. Uh, well, I mean, in reference to just uh, just my own my own business, um, I even though we are going through the coronavirus right now, we're still practicing safe uh, distancing. Um, I am still conducting my practice. It is very my my questionnaire is a little more detailed now as to um, how I engage with the customer prior to me accepting the the, uh, the invitation for scheduling. But if uh, you are in need, if you're having, still having any issues, uh, whether it be muscular or, uh, or anything of that nature, please feel free to contact me via uh, my, my website, which is www.iremedies-dmb.com. Um, you can also uh, find me via uh, Instagram at um, iremedies. Um, I don't necessarily get on Instagram too much, but if you have a message there, I will eventually see it. Um, or same with uh, Facebook, and I, I will reach out to you on Facebook. Um, you can also get my number off my website. Uh, thank you, Brian, for this opportunity. Uh, folks, you guys were amazing. Uh, I really appreciate you guys' uh, uh, outlook. I will evaluate all we talked about and try to uh, piece it together with uh, – question the, the, the main question line so that I can figure out how to better focus my evangelism on those type of individuals but yeah, this was great I love you all God bless alright thank you it was good everyone yeah, great talking to you guys absolutely I always enjoy conversing with you guys mm-hmm. um, I haven't spoken with some of you all in quite some some time I hope everybody is well families are thriving um, and I'm just excited Red I, I, I appreciate you very much Yo. Uh, before, we, <laughs> before we go or we break did you, did you have anything else that you wanted to uh, uh, illuminate us with some thoughts because I already know I already know you have a thought right now that she's sitting on. <laughs> like, like you and got he said he wanted to drop the mic. <laughs> yeah, like I already know. So um, please uh, uh, share with us uh, after this conversation uh, and, and, and to the evolution uh, of our evangelism to youth. Um, please share with me uh, thoughts that you have. 
so I just think that today's society is very different. And I think as black people, and, and, and I'm probably going to disrespect people by what I'm about to say, um, we're sitting on our hands. And while our society is going through a turmoil and we're not say we're not the group of people that are saving the people that are truly struggling, but the youth that are behind us, the millennials, they are they're doing some things that with social media, they're doing some things that's very differently. But we have to go back to where people like Martin Luther King came back and no matter what, we're out there really going down to figure out exactly we're not going to stand for certain things and we need to have a movement. And so we can have these podcasts. We can have all these talks. We can send emails, but we need to take form. We need to take action. And we're not necessarily doing that, but our youth are struggling. They're dying and they're supposed to be the future. And I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm nervous about the future based on where our youth are today. And if we don't do something and do something quick, our society is going to rapidly change to the point where this Corona stuff that we're talking about right now. Absolutely. You know, and so maybe again, maybe Jesus is coming back because he like, yo, this is not what I meant for this when when i created you guys you know when i created man and we have done a disservice to him but i think that today tomorrow at some point all of these intelligent african-american people that's in the world i love y'all to death but we gotta do we gotta do something different we got to and we gotta big each other up we gotta help each other out you know, and, and we got to stop judging, mm-hmm. judging people because my situation, my situation is not your yeah. situation. And you don't know how I got into right. your situation. And hey, I, I'm trying to get out mm-hmm. of my situation. So don't look at me sideways because, you know, I'm not where you are. But guess what? Um, you you may have forgotten where you may you, you may have been where I was. So, hey. Hey, drop me a seat a little bit. Help me out. Give me some advice. You know, take me around the corner and be like, put your arms around me and give me a hug and just be like, yo, yo, bro, yo, this is how you need to do it. And and not only just tell me about it, give me the steps. Step one, step two, step three. If you're talking about financial literacy, be like, hey, li- live on fifty percent. Live on fifty percent of your your income, right? Then you're gonna take you're gonna take you're gonna take the other fifty, right? You're gonna take ten percent. You're gonna tie. You're gonna take another. Um, 30%, you're going to do it on investments, whatever you, and then you're going to put another 10% in savings, right? Now, now, now you're mm-hmm. generating some true income. And then, and then you're going, then you're going to go look for a side hustle to add to that, that you can have generational mm-hmm. wealth for your kids. We're not, do, we're not doing that. We're not doing that in today's society, right? We, we are busy making fun of people We're like, man, they, 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 they got this or they don't have this or blah, blah. We got to eliminate all of that and be one people. And I don't care if you black. I don't care if you white. Hey, I'm a big up my black person all day. And the other thing I'm going to say, hey, man, su- support support your small businesses. Support your black small business, whether it's buying some juice, whether it's buying a t-shirt, whether it's buying some shoes. Man, go ahead and support those people because they're out there um, hustling. Go, I would like to say one more thing. I'm sorry. I just, that's my type of conversation mm-hmm. right there. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to point out, though, that you said millennials. 
I want to let you know that that is not who those are. Millennials are like 25 and up. I'm a millennial. And gold is them. No, no, no. I, I know exactly. I know exactly what millennials. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is that they are doing some different things in today's society. Their age bracket is they, they've been taught to do certain di- certain things differently, and we have to recognize that. And I don't think that our generation, well, I, my generation is different than your generation, but uh, our generation is a little different. You know, so oh, that's that's what well, I was saying. I do want to say that um, for, I think, a week or two now, we've kind of been talking about the black dollar uh, with Gold and Tiffany and a couple of other people that I've been speaking to. We've just been talking about black dollar and just making Mm -hmm. it circulate in our neighborhood, in our area where we live at. And I think what you said is definitely head on. The side hustle is definitely something because we look at all of these uh if you want to say celebrities or whatever yes they they may be a singer yes they may be an athlete but now they're starting to do exactly what we should be doing for those who aren't doing it they're creating revenue they're creating side hustles that are becoming schools uh franchises of pizzas uh places you have other people that are doing um, streaming music, owning basketball teams, that's the same exact thing that we can do on our own. Uh, and I think we idolize these people to the point where we don't even see that they're trying to put us on game. And it's the crazy thing mm. about it. Because they tell us all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I do agree that we are mm-hmm. missing, but for the most part, this pandemic has opened a lot of people's eyes. And I will say that um, our generation or the generation before us, my brother is a part of, you know, the generation before me, but we talk about this stuff constantly, constantly. And I think we're getting to a place where now we're looking at making money because out there, we don't know what's guaranteed, you know, but having the, the will and the drive and your own and having your name on it and not just one, not just two, but multiple so that you can create well, so you can create a legacy, so you can be um, set up because that's what everybody else has done in the past. We just missed it. We've been dealing with so much, but now we're at a place where we can do stuff like that. So I hope everybody's looking at franchises and trying to work their way up to do their own type of business because I think that's the best benefit for us. It almost sounded like you said you wanted to record another episode on uh, economic empowerment. Yeah, I'm down. We should do that. I just got excited. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, no, that's good. Um, But I, I, I appreciate everyone coming together. Um, until the next episode, y'all. Peace. The Modern Black Man Podcast. The Modern Black Man Podcast.